0: Time for Lombardy Memories. So takes takes you back in time, into January or February, to the greatest one-day spectacle in all of sports. This is the podcast that looks back at each and every one of the 50-plus Super Bowls and tells the story of who won and why. For the fan who needs more than just a box score, this podcast goes drive-by-drive, play-by-play through the most dramatic games in history. I'm your host, Tommy A. Phillips, and you can visit my website at TommyAPhillips.com where you can find all of my books. Today we have Super Bowl 36, which was held on February 3, 2002 at the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans between the three-time AFC champion New England Patriots and the three-time NFC champion St. Louis Rams. As always, we have a pop quiz, and then homework at the end of the episode. The pop quiz quiz question for today is, what rule involving field goals was added to the NFL rulebook as a result of this game? The answer will come at the end of the podcast. New England Patriots went 5-11 in 2000, and they lost their first two games to start the 2001 season. That's when starting quarterback Drew Bledsoe went down with an injury, and sixth-round draft pick Tom Brady in his second season replaced him. The Patriots didn't turn around overnight. They were 1-3, 3-4, and and 5-5 and at various points of the season, including a loss to the eventual NFC champion, St. Louis Rams but they won their final six games of the regular season to get into the playoffs at 11-5. and five. That brings us to the infamous tuck rule. As everyone knows by now, in a snowy game in Foxborough, the Patriots trailed the Raiders by three late in the fourth quarter when Raiders defensive back Charles Woodson stripped Brady of the ball and the Raiders recovered. That play went to replay review where the officials ruled that this play counted as an incomplete pass. That rule has since been eliminated from the rule book. but in this case, it helped out the Patriots. Even so, kicker Adam Vinatieri had to make a long kick in the snow to tie it, and he did just that. In overtime, he made another kick, and the Patriots knocked out Oakland 16-13. to The Patriots then went to Pittsburgh for the AFC championship game. Brady got hurt at one point, and Bledsoe came came in and led a touchdown drive. The Patriots got a touchdown off a blocked field goal, and they went on to win 24-17 to go to their third Super Bowl and first under head coach Bill Belichick. Brady threw for 2,843 yards and 18 touchdowns to go with 12 interceptions. His main target was Troy Brown, who finished just side of 1,200 receiving yards with 101 catches. David Patton also had a big year. He caught 51 passes for just sort of 750 yards. Running back Antoine Smith led the team in rushing with 1,157 yards and 12 touchdowns. As for the Rams, they started this season with six consecutive victories. After a rough spot in midseason when they lost 2-4, they went on to win their final six games and finished 14-2. Their high-flying offense was in full display in the NFC Divisional Round against Green Bay. They beat the Packers 45-17 and picked off Brett Favre too many times to count. They then defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 29-24 to advance to their second Super Bowl in three years. The Rams' numbers look like something out of Madden. Quarterback Kurt Warner threw for 4,830 yards, which was an enormous number at the time. Quarterbacks didn't just throw for 5,000 yards like they do today. Running back Marshall Falk ran for 1,382 yards and 12 touchdowns while leading the team in receptions with 83, 9 going for touchdowns. He was one of six players with at least 350 receiving yards. Those included Tory Holt with 1,363 and 7 scores, Isaac Bruce with 1,106 and six scores, and Ricky Pearl, Azahir Hakim, and tight end Ernie Conwell. It's not really possible to describe how dominant a team the Rams were on offense. They were the greatest so on turf, as Chris Berman deemed them. They were a sight to see. And now they went into a Super Bowl against a team that they had already beaten and one that was a little lucky to be here. The Rams were enormous favorites, 14 points in fact. There was no chance the Patriots were going to pull off this upset. Well, that is, until the pregame introductions. The Rams came out and had all their starters introduced to the fans at the Superdome. When it came time for the Patriots to come out, come out Pat Summerall said, And now, ladies and gentlemen, choosing to be introduced as a team, here are the American Football Conference champions, the New England Patriots. It was at that moment the nation believed the Patriots could pull off the upset. It had to be one of the greatest psych-out moments in Super Bowl history, and I can't help but think that Belichick had something to do with it. The Rams won the coin toss and chose to receive. Receiver Yo Murphy returned the opening kickoff out to the 39. On second down, quarterback Kurt Warner threw to receiver Tory Holt, who made a leaping catch at the New England 42 for a first down. Warner went back to Holt on second down, but the Rams got called for offensive pass interference on the play. The Rams Made it as far as the New England 40 after a screen pass to running back Marshall Falk, but they had the punt. Punter John Baker kicked it down to the 3. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady completed the first of many Super Bowl passes to receiver Troy Brown for a first down at the 24. Running back Antoine Smith took a carry for 9 yards. Then Brady went back to Brown for a first down at the 43. But that would be all the first downs New England would get on this drive. And punter Ken Walter kicked it for a touchback. Warner threw to Holt for 8 yards and Falk picked up the first down. Warner then hit receiver Isaac Bruce on the third down pass at the 47. Next, he passed for Falk and got 14 more yards. Rams got as far as the Patriots 32 before Warner's third down pass for receiver Ricky Prohl fell incomplete. So, kicker Jeff Wilkins made a 50-yard field goal, the third longest in Super Bowl history. St. Louis led 3-0. The Patriots went 3-and-out, and St. Louis got the ball back at their own 22 Falk ran on three plays in a row, getting a first down. Patriots defensive end Bobby Hamilton then came up with a sack of Warner as the first quarter came to an end. Warner threw to receiver Azahir Hakim for a first down at the New England 39. He ran a draw for five more yards, but his third down pass was deflected and nearly intercepted by linebacker Mike Grable. Wilkins tried a 52-yard field goal, but this one he hooked to the left, and the margin remained three. The Patriots got a first down on a Rams holding penalty, before getting called for holding themselves. That killed their drive, and Walter punted it down to the 19. Falk ran it a couple times, getting five and then 15 yards, getting a first down at the 39. But in the next play, Warner faced heavy pressure from Rabel and he was forced to get rid of the ball quickly. Defensive back Ty Law stepped in and intercepted his pass along the sideline. Returned to 47 yards for a touchdown. The Patriots took a 7-3 lead with that pick 6. Warner came back with a pass to Holt for a first down at the 41 after bubbling the snap. He then hit Hakeem for 9 yards, but Falk was stopped by linebacker Teddy Bruschi for no gain. On third down, Warner's pass was caught by Patriots defensive back Lawyer Malloy, but out of bounds, so no interception on the play. The Rams punted it down to the 15. Smith took a pitch for 11 yards to start the next try he get very close to another one, which fullback Mark Edwards picked up on a carry up the middle. Brady got sacked by defensive linemen Tioka Jackson and Leonard Little, and the Patriots had the punt after the two-minute warning. After getting a first down on a penalty, Warner threw the pro for a substantial gain, but then he fumbled, having the ball knocked out of his hands by an opposing helmet. Defensive back Terrell Buckley recovered the loose ball and returned it to the St. Louis 40. Brady then fired to Brown for a first down at the 24. Tight end Jermaine Wiggins pulled one in at the 16. And running back Kevin Falk took a pitch behind a fantastic block by tackle Grant Williams, got a first down at the 8-yard line. So now Brady at first and goal. And he goes to the right corner of the end zone, completes it to receiver David Patton for a touchdown. And the Patriots went to the locker room with a 14-3 lead. After one of the most iconic halftime shows of all time with U2 and a tribute to the victims of the 9-11 attacks, the Patriots got the second half they got the second-half kickoff. Smith ran for eight yards on the first play, and then he ripped off a 13-yard run into St. Louis territory. But that was it for the Patriots on the drive, and they were forced to punt. After getting flagged for holding, the Rams took a first down on a pass to Hakeem at the 28. Next, Warner found receiver Isaac Bruce for a first down in midfield. However, that drive stalled when defensive tackle Richard Seymour, along with Rabel, sacked Warner. The Rams kicked it away inside the New England 20. Smith ran for a first down off left tackle beyond the 35. Patton then followed with a reverse that he took down to the Rams 43. Smith got 5 more yards, but the Rams couldn't make it past the Rams' 38-yard line. So they chose from there to punt, and this kick went for a touchback. Folk ran for 12 yards to start the new drive. Then he added another 14-yard run later. Werner threw the hole for 5 yards, but on the next pass he got picked off. Defensive back Otis Smith picked it off and returned it to the St. Louis 33. The Patriots then moved into field goal range after a ten yard pass from Brady to Brown and and then they tried a halfback pass play. Kevin Kevin Folt tried a halfback pass, but he got tackled for a loss before he got it off. Now he did pick up some of those yards back on a direct snap, but it all led to uh Vinatieri kicking a thirty seven yard field goal and that extended the Patriots' lead to 17-3. Warner started the next drive with a 15-yard pass to Bruce. Falk ran for another 7, as the team switched sides for the fourth quarter. Warner then found Hakeem down the middle, got a first down, and then he threw the tight end Ernie Conwell, got 9 more yards. After running back James Hodgins picked up a first down, Warner hit Falk to go down inside the 10 with another first down. Tight end Jeff Robinson caught one down at the 3 before Warner had consecutive passes almost intercepted by Malloy and Law, respectively. On fourth down, Rams head coach Mike March chose to go for it. Warner was chased out of the pocket, and he had ball knocked out of his hands at the one. And defensive back Bucky Jones picked up the fumble, returned it 98 yards for a touchdown, but only to see it brought back because linebacker Willie McGinnis was called for holding before the fumble. Changed the game completely right there because it would have been 24-3. to Two plays later, though, Warner ran it in on a quarterback draw, and now it's just 17-10 to with 10 minutes to play. The Patriots went three and out and punted, and the Rams got the ball back with under eight minutes to go. They got backed up by a holding call on the punt return, but Warner got a first down on a pass to Bruce at the 19, and then found a wide-open troll for a big game near midfield. Next, it was Robinson catching one for a first down at the New England 39. But McGinnis came up with a big sack of Warner for a loss of 15 yards. Rams had a punt with 3.44 left on the clock. Now, here's something interesting. Both teams had used up all their timeouts at this point. So this played a heavy influence on the Patriots' play calling. Antoine Smith carried the ball in three consecutive plays to take the game, to the two-minute warning. Interestingly, had Patriots head coach Bill Belichick been more aggressive, he could have clinched the game by having Brady pass for a first down. But instead, the Rams got the ball back at their own 44 after a short punt. Warner threw the Hakeem, who got out of bounds at the New England 37 for a first down. Next, it was Murphy catching a flare out of the backfield. He got a first down at the 26. And this drive only lasted three plays because Warner finished off the drive by naming a wide-open Ricky Proll for a 26-yard touchdown. Wilkins' extra point tied the game at 17 with 90 seconds to play. After Troy Brown returned the kickoff to the 17, the Patriots had exactly 81 seconds to work with and no timeouts. Fox announcer John Madden almost begged the Patriots to just sit on the football and play for overtime. This conservative approach didn't make much sense, though. The Patriots would be playing for a 50 50 shot at getting the ball to start overtime, decided on a coin toss. Instead, Belichick and Brady got aggressive. Brady threw short to running back J.R. Redmond twice, and on the second one, Redmond got a first down at the 30. Brady spiked the the ball and stopped the clock at 41 seconds to go. Mexie got off another short pass to Redmond. He somehow got out of bounds, reached for the sideline, hit it with the ball out of bounds at the 41 with 33 seconds left. That was a first down, by the way. Brady threw incomplete under pressure to set the clock back to 29 seconds. On his next pass, though, he found Troy Brown over the middle, got a first down to the Rams' 36 with 21 seconds left. He got out of bounds as well on the play, stopping the clock. Brady hit tight end Jermaine Wiggins for five yards at the 31, then got up and spiked it with seven seconds left. On came Adam Vinatieri for the biggest kick in Super Bowl history. I know the Colts had a kick for a Super Bowl victory as well, but it was a short one from Joe, Jim O'Brien. His, his was a chip shot, whereas Adam Vinatieri was kicking a 48-yard field goal this playoffs had been all about Vinatieri and his clutch kicking, no way he was missing this one. His kick was absolutely perfect, and the clock read zeros. The Patriots have won Super Bowl 36, 20-17. Vinatieri kicked that field goal with 7 seconds left, and the ball hit the net behind the goalpost with 2 seconds left mysteriously those final two seconds ticked off the clock the rams didn't get one final kickoff return with two seconds to go this was not right so the nfl added a rule informally called the adam vinatieri rule that states that a field goal may take a maximum of five seconds off the clock it is still used today and that is the answer to today's pop quiz question Tom Brady was named MVP, though I'm not sure he deserved it as much as some players on defense. How about Ty Law with his pick six, or Mike Vrabel who caused that pick six with heavy pressure on Warner? I'm giving this one the Law. Not only did he have the pick six, but he made seven tackles, one for a loss. He deserved MVP more than Brady, even though Brady led the last second drive. As for the most valuable player on the losing team, I have to go with Warner. He threw for 365 yards and a touchdown while also rushing for a touchdown. Yes, he threw two interceptions, but that one the law was when he was under heavy pressure. He led the Rams back from a 14-point deficit. He just left too much time for Brady. Warner wouldn't get back to the Super Bowl with the Rams, but he would get back to the Super Bowl with a different team. The least valuable player? I'm not sure there's anyone I can give it to. No player in this game played particularly poorly on either side. But for the sake of having such a category, I'll go with Tory Holt, as he was targeted 12 times but only made 5 catches for 49 yards. He didn't play poorly, but he could have played better. Now, the big play of this game, biggest play, obviously, was Tylaw's pick six. That was the play that got the Patriots fully believing that they could pull off this upset. It got the Rams feeling that they were vulnerable. It was a turning point in this game, even though the Rams eventually came back to tie it. But what's the biggest play no one remembers? That would be on that final drive whenever Redmond made that catch on the final drive and managed to touch the sideline with the ball. If Redmond doesn't get out of bounds there, the Patriots likely do not have enough time to get down in the field goal range. And he only barely hit the sideline with the ball. It was so close to being called inbounds and having the clock run. Now, who was the best player from this game you don't remember? Maybe you do remember him. Azahir Hakim of the Rams. He caught five passes for 90 yards and he was a star returner for some time for the Rams. I'd totally forgotten about him before watching this game. He was a perfect fit in the Rams high flying offense. So the Patriots pulled it out for their first Super Bowl victory. Would that be the last time we'd hear from them? Well, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> This game on Fox was the final Super Bowl for Pat Summerall. The legendary broadcaster had been working Super Bowls all the way back to Super Bowl One as a reporter. He called Super Bowls. He started calling Super Bowls as play-by-play announcer in Super Bowl Ten. Now this game wasn't his best. He repeatedly called Warner fault, but that doesn't take away from what a fantastic career he had. John Madden would leave Fox after this game and head on over to ABC to do Monday Night Football. As it happened, he called back-to-back Super Bowls as ABC was next in the rotation. My choice of homework for this one is simple. The Impossible Team, the worst-to-first Patriots Super Bowl season by Nick Cafardo. This book starts with the Super Bowl itself before going back through the entire season and finishing up with the AFC Championship game victory over Pittsburgh. It even has the blessing of both Troy Brown and Adam Vinatieri, who wrote the foreword and afterword, respectively. Next time, we've got a bizarre game on our hands because, because it's between two bizarre teams Even more bizarre coaches. That's right, it's Super Bowl 37. Hard to put into words how weird this game was. The Oakland Raiders and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing for all the marbles in San Diego. You can find all my books at TommyAPhillips.com. But until next time, when the Raiders and Buccaneers get it going for one of the wildest, craziest, strangest Super Bowls of all time. This is Tommy A. Phillips signing off. So long.